Time featuring Englewood again from the League of Legends uh, playlist soundtrack. I'm not really sure what it is. Thank you, Englewood. Before we get this episode of Science Fiction Shorts started, I just want to make a shout out to Feline Cat who left me a five star review. Thank you so much. Your review is a curious one. I'm not sure what it means, but I think maybe you want me to dig up some L. Ron Hubbard, which, by the way, I don't think that's what you mean, but I'm not opposed to doing. I've always been kind of interested to see how weird he gets. So maybe I'll find a public domain L. Ron Hubbard story to do next time. Thank you, Feline Cat. If anyone else wants to leave a review in iTunes for me, please feel free to do so or hit me up at wetjosh on Twitter. This episode was recorded with my good friend, Tony. I read Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone by J.K. Rowling. She didn't need to reread it because, as you'll find out, she's well-versed in it. But if that's not your cup of tea, we also read a short story, which I highly recommend, by Arthur C. Clarke called The Star. I don't understand how this one works because as far as I understand, it's not public domain, but you can find it if you just duck, duck, go the star by Arthur C. Clarke, and you'll find it available to read for free on this University of Northern Iowa website. So I invite you to do that before listening to the latter half of this episode. It is a phenomenal read, and it's only like a 15, 20 minute read. Okay, let's begin. Ravenclaw? Mm-hmm. Did you choose Ravenclaw specifically um, for your for your delicious cold drink uh, bottle? Like for today? For this? I mean, or wherever you-, you bought that. Oh, well, it came in a pack of all four. I had all four okay. houses. <laughs> Okay. But I only drink out of the Ravenclaw one. Really? Why is that? Because that's my house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. This is starting off really good. (laughs) Um, Is there like a test online where I can find out what house I am? (laughs) Or did you choose this? No, you can't. Or did 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 the choosing hat? give this one to you or something what's it called well, yeah, the, the sorting hat the sorting hat <laughs> so yes there is i i couldn't remember if i had told you to do it before or not um but you can on pottermore.com <laughs> and you need to do it and if I, and if you're not a ravenclaw like i don't know like then the universe is broken we can't be friends <laughs> no um, it's not that we can't be friends it's that i can't imagine you being anything other than ravenclaw <laughs> Okay. Uh, Interesting. Interesting. Um, Okay. No, you didn't tell me to do that. And I'll have to do it. I'm not going to do it right now. But um, the one thing that I can remember doing with you related to Harry Potter is like talking about wands and the the various wood species of wands. Yep, um, I remember that. And that's the and then I couldn't remember because that's on the same website. So I couldn't remember if we had talked about okay. the quiz or not. <laughs> so is this like the Harry Potter wiki or something? Like Yeah, sorta. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Basically. 
It's the official Harry Potter hub. It's not my favorite Harry Potter hub, but it's the official one. <laughs> Dude, you're cracking me up right now. <laughs> I don't know All what right. to tell you. Um, we're talking Harry Potter, <laughs> Tony. Are we? <laughs> we are, Is that what we're doing? We are talking all things Harry Potter. Uh, for our listeners, uh, mm-hmm. you've you've never met Tony, but she is my good friend, and she is a Harry Potter fanatic. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, yeah. No, there's a better word. Uh, you're a fangirl, right? You love Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> all right. And I anyway, was the- I- Sorry, I was like that nerd in middle school that everybody knows that was like super cringy Harry Potter <laughs> nerd. That was me. So you grew up, you grew up reading these things. Yeah. Yeah. See, I missed them. I missed them by like, mm-hmm. I'm a little older than you. I, you know, I'm probably like, I probably missed them by like five years, right? If I was five years younger, I probably, yeah. yeah. Instead, I was reading Goosebumps books. Goosebumps <laughs> Which is I don't the know bomb. if you read as, okay, so you read those too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, one day I was, uh, just like low on podcasts, didn't have anything to listen to. And I think, I don't know if I had already subscribed to audible, which ended up failing horribly for me. (laughs) I only like listened to like half a book, not even half a book (laughs) and then canceled. And I just didn't have anything to listen to. And you were like, Josh, you should finally give Harry Potter a go. I have this for you. <laughs> <laughs> Tony hooked me up and uh yeah, I um I listened to it on audiobook. Not you know, I I don't often listen to audiobooks. Um I don't know why. This is so stupid, but like I feel like it's a lesser experience. We've kind of talked about this, right? I yeah. don't think you agree with me. No. But for some reason, I feel like if you've listened to a book, you haven't actually read it. You know, it's super, it's such a snobby thing to feel, but that's I can't silly. help myself. That's silly. I don't listen to audiobooks, but that's because I have trouble processing audiobooks. Like, I need, like, when I watch TV, I need captions. I prefer reading. Um, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. And, you know, I listen to them while walking the dog. I listen to this one while walking the dog. And, I mean, I can focus pretty good. You know, there's nothing else to do, really. I'm just kind of following a dog. <laughs> um, but I did find myself uh, rewinding a couple times, you know what I mean, to make sure, like, I, I caught something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm the kind of I, – I totally, like, when I'm reading a book, I'll totally go back – um, yes. to the beginning chapters and f- you know if i forgot who someone was yeah. i'll figure it out i feel um, like i have to do that all the time so audiobooks make that more difficult yeah yeah i mean i i like audiobooks because you know the narrator if it's a good narrator it's it's great to listen to but for oh mm-hmm. oh, oh the, the reason the, the other the big reason is because i can't put the trophy on my shelf after finishing an audiobook you know what oh, i mean it's, yeah. it's digital it's and you didn't it's, want the harry potter real. trophy that one didn't matter. I didn't, I didn't get the Harry Potter trophy. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's be clear. Um, you've only read the first book, right? You know, I have only read Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Technically, you read Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, that's right. Oh, my. Oh, well, I'm going to have to change the file name of this recording I'm making. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Philosopher's yeah, Stone. Yeah, you read You're the right. Stephen Fry UK edition. Wait a minute. Is it called Sorcerer's Stone in, in America? It is, because they thought Americans oh. were stupid and wouldn't read it if it was called Philosopher's Stone. That's why I thought that. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, interesting. It is the Sorcerer's Stone here, but that's not the one that you read. Americans don't like philosophy, huh? I guess not. They like sorcery. They like dark magic better. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Dark Americans. That's interesting because I know like some moms like don't want their kids to read this book, right? Because it's like satanic. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the D&D whatever satanic scare or something. I don't know. It's that whole thing. Yeah, but I mean, sorcerer is much, I feel like sorcerer is worse than philosopher. So I think the philosopher's stone is like a myth that a lot of kids in England and the UK like grow up knowing, like that stone that gives you eternal life, basically. And that's not really a myth that's as popular here. Oh, okay, okay. like kids would know what the philosopher's stone is in the UK, but kids here wouldn't. Okay, so they changed it to sorcery. So they changed it just to make it more like, hey, this is actually what it's about. And we're and and J.K. Rowling is forever at odds with uh, Christian Americans now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, she's kind of at odds with everybody right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, is there some is there some like saucy news i don't know about jk rowling yeah she's kind of please spill the beans she's a controversial figure now especially in the lgbt plus community she's said some transphobic things and tweeted some stuff interesting you know the last podcast you probably don't know anything about this but the last podcast i recorded with this guy named brandon (laughs) oh that guy (laughs) and uh We talked about uh, an Orson Scott Card novel, which Mm -hmm. also has, you know, he's also got some controversy around him. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yep. There you go. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Uh, We're here to talk about Satanism and black magic. Totally. And and arcana. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And goddamn muggles. Those muggles, man. Okay, honestly, like the first thing that I noticed about this book is how muggle phobic the first yes. chapter or two is. Totally. Okay. <laughs> it was hilarious. I- I'm joking, of course. It's like, you know, it um it I I find it really fun. I mean, look, I don't read a lot of children's books. Well, actually, okay, okay, hold on. Is this YA or is this before YA? This is kind of before YA became really popular. Yeah. I feel like oh. Harry Potter is kind of what blew the YA genre open. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa, okay. Um. So, but this book in particular is kind of more for like 10 year olds, I would say. But Yeah, the, because as, he is, he literally is 10, right? Yeah. And then as the yeah. books progress, Harry ages and the books kind of age as well. Okay. Like the the target audience age goes up also. Okay, so 10, so 10 is not, well, I mean, what would you say adult is? I always think of like teens. No, 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 adult. Okay, adult is 18. So young adult is something before 18. It's just teenagers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 10, so 10 is not teen. Yeah. So therefore, I would say this, the first book maybe is a little bit before YA. I think I don't know. It's like middle grade is what they call it. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I have read some some YA novels, uh, specifically Robert. E. Heinlein, I think his middle initials E. Um, he wrote some YA novels. In fact, Starship Starship Troopers is one of his oh, YA novels. Yeah, cool. Uh, and yeah, it's definitely like for an older audience than this book. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I do not read a lot of children's books, but I did have fun reading this children's book with an adult perspective. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. Because uh, the abuse that Harry Potter <laughs> <laughs> received as a child is unbelievable and it, it kind of like blows my mind a little bit that like it's okay to write about this but I understand like it is it's obviously it's not an, an adult shouldn't be reading this book basically <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah there's a lot of things that make you scratch your head when you go back and read it okay so lots of muggle hate child abuse in like the first couple chapters <laughs> yeah but but the first few chapters were my absolute favorite yeah. now actually um this is kind of weird like I, I i always start these podcasts out when it's a book review giving the book like a rating mm-hmm. i don't know how you're gonna answer this though because you've read it when you were a child you've read it I mean, how many times do you think you've read it again? Oh, man. <laughs> so I read. I first read it when I was 10. And then the first three books were already out at that point. And then I was waiting for the fourth book. No, that's a lie. The fourth book came out, and then I was waiting for the fifth book. And I reread the four books over and over and over again until oh the fifth goodness. book came out. So, I mean, I would say that I have probably read the first half of the series 20 to 30 times. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> I might oh, be wow. over-exaggerating I a little maybe, bit. I was expecting maybe 10 or something. Wow. Have you read it to your um, child? I have. Yeah, we read all of them together. And then she listens to them on audiobook looped. Like all the time. (laughs) Okay. I have to tell her to switch between the US and the UK version because the voice starts driving me crazy after a while. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that is crazy. All right. So I don't even know. I mean, is... Okay, just it, on a scale from one to five, what do you give it? Out of five? Let's see. Can I do it out of ten? Okay, see, I do find it interesting that you have to think about it. Because uh, as, okay, no, no, as a kid, you, no. You can't do it out of ten because we use Goodreads scale. Okay. Uh, one is I didn't like it. Two is it was okay. Three is I liked it. Four is I loved it. Five is it was amazing. Okay, it's just that four out of five is like 80%. Yeah, I know. I know. It's tough sometimes. I want to so, give 4.5 a, a lot of kid, times, too. As a kid, I would have given this like six out of five if it was possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I think I would give it like a four and a half out of five. No, as no, an no, adult. no, no, Four no. or five, Tony. Four then or I five. Then I have to go five because I <laughs> okay. can't go as low as four. <laughs> uh, okay, I would say I'm going to give it a three. Okay. What were you expecting me to say? Three to four. Three to four? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think the first three or four chapters, I honestly, I, I would honestly give it a five. The first three or four chapters, mm-hmm. I would give a five. Okay. Um, but then it kind of just turned into this... Uh, it turned into this, um, what do you call it? Uh, it? It turned into this like escapism novel for youth. Like, yeah, your school's boring. 
Okay, maybe you don't have a lot of friends or something. Here's this kid that doesn't have any friends and yeah. is going to this amazing school and like, you know, he's on a sports team. Like you can't make the football team, but this guy plays Quidditch. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. It's just like Yeah. So I, I can totally understand that this would be amazing for a 10 year old. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh but without the 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 thing about the um first few chapters is the humor. I thought the humor was just off the charts. And then that wasn't present in the later chapters, I think. (laughs) You might disagree. No, no. I think that like throughout the series, the moments with the Dursleys are some of the funniest things. Yeah. The Dursleys are freaking hilarious. Like I was laughing out loud while walking the dog, listening to this, this audio book. I was cracking up, man. Um, the okay so what's the father's name the, v starts with the, the v. uncle vernon vernon yeah so vernon the whole thing where where he says motorcycles can't fly yeah, or yeah. something like that right i was cracking up because <laughs> that is like the most ridiculous thing to get angry about <laughs> right <laughs> okay Harry Potter just had like a daydream or something or just remembered a dream about a motorcycle flying and and he freaks out motorcycles can't fly and then the whole uh addresses that mm-hmm. his invitation to uh the school is addressed to just <laughs> made me laugh so freaking hard it's something like to harry potter under the stairs at 545 whatever drive or something tony let's be honest you know the address right it's number four privet drive okay thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay do you know the other addresses and then it moves to the smallest bedroom <laughs> and then they like go to a hotel or something i don't remember if there's something in between that that and the island and then and they then go to like that a- the shack on the island yeah <laughs> the shack on the island <laughs> the hut or something it's just the shack i think i don't remember what it's called specifically <laughs> oh my god that was so funny <laughs> okay and then um the other part that had me cracking up was uh just the image of um hold up i wrote his name down <laughs> Um, Dudley. How could I ever forget that? Dudley. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets like this cane or something, right? Yeah. For the school that he gets. <laughs> a smelting to. stick. <laughs> <laughs> and they just say that he's like, he walks around with it, like hitting things and just like causing, causing yeah, a ruckus. I know, it's dude. so funny. Oh my God. That's just so funny. Um, oh, it was just such. It's just such a change in the book, though, Tony. With, with the moment he leaves that family, like the humor kind of, it leaves a little bit. It becomes more of a magical story, you know what I mean? Yeah. And more like. You get some humor with um, the Weasley twins and Ron. They're pretty funny. But it's not Dursley funny. <sighs> it's not Dursley funny. <laughs> not Dudley Dursley funny. <laughs> um. Yeah, so so I loved the beginning chapters that were funny. And then aside from that, I think the uh the wand scene where he chooses mm-hmm. a wand or what is it? The wand chooses him, right? Yeah. Something like that. Like uh he tries a few out and then only one of them responds to him essentially. Right. 
Do you remember what species of wood it is? Ooh. I don't. I think it's holly. Oh, did I stump you? No, I think it's holly. And it has holly. a phoenix feather core. There you go. That sounds right. I don't remember how long it is. <laughs> <laughs> holly. I've never worked with holly. It might be like worked- 11 inches. <laughs> okay. I okay. don't know. <laughs> it might be. That's <laughs> probably not. Um, yeah. So I liked, I thought that was well written. I liked that scene. I was glad I was, I was kind of like, I was into it. I was like, I felt involved in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then let's see. Oh, and the other part that I liked was, I don't remember the name of the mirror. Do you remember the name of the mirror? The mirror of Erised? The mirror of Erised. Yeah. I thought that was really good. And I, I might have, might have liked that part. I might have especially liked that part because I kind of guessed what the mirror did before Yeah. Dumbledore told me. Dumbledore. Um, yeah. Uh I but yeah, I just I thought that was kind of cool. Um mm-hmm. and that also contained I don't know why this was my favorite line, but like I just I don't know. It just felt kind of like a, you know, Dumbledore. I, I don't know if you draw this parallel, but he's kind of like Gandalf, right? Oh, totally. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, yeah. I'm not alone on that. And, you know, Gandalf definitely has some, you know, sage wisdom that he gives. Some good one liners. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dumbledore. I wonder if you can kind of guess where I'm going with this, but, but the one line that I really like, and I'm not, I'm paraphrasing, he says something like, not all wizards need a cloak to be invisible or something like that. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. It's not like that was like a sage piece of wisdom, but like it was just very kind of like. Oh, he's a badass. Yeah. He, he, yeah, exactly. He's like the most badass wizard. He don't need no invisibility cloak. And I don't know. I just uh, I just like it. I just thought it, <laughs> I just like that line. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what What did you think of the book, Tony? Well, I kind of want to know what you thought of the, like, reveal at the end. Like, did you see that coming? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I did not see uh, the frail guy. What was his name? Quirrell. Quirrell. I did not see Quirrell being the bad guy. I definitely thought he was just a weak, you know, a weak old dude. Um... And was was dumb uh, was Voldemort the guy that Harry Potter sees feasting on a unicorn, or was that or was that Quirrell in the forest? I don't remember. I think it's supposed to be Quirrell. I think it's like I don't know if it's like the back of Quirrell or if it's yeah, because Voldemort is kind of like. Is it like his spirit that's living it? Is he possessing Quirrell or is it like, like, is his physical body somewhere? Um, you'll have to keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't promise you this, Tony. <laughs> okay. But, um, uh, where was I going with this? Yeah. Like I, 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 um, first of all, I, I thought Voldemort was going to be featured more heavily in this book, but really like you actually just don't even really see. So him. this um, book is kind of like a prologue to the whole series, I think. Yeah, because I I've seen, I don't know if I've seen commercials or what I've never seen one of the movies and we're going to talk about movies later on, but I've definitely seen him on TV Voldemort. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
so I expected that he would be a person in this book, but he kind of wasn't really, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the very end, you hear him talk kind of like like you were saying, like out the back of yeah. Quarrel's head or something. We know something. he exists in some form. Yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, I really liked, another part I liked, and this is kind of like world building. I liked um, the centaurs. I didn't expect to see like yeah, they're cool. centaurs yeah, in a forest. I thought it's just kind of cool how authors... I don't know. She 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 came up with this myth, mythical half man half. I mean, she didn't come up with it. Obviously, centaur is like a Greek a Greek thing. But like she and and, and I don't know. May, maybe some other author came up with this, but I've never read a book with centaurs in it. But she kind of assigned to the centaurs this attitude mm-hmm. of being like very um, laconic and like aloof. Y- yeah, like. A- aloof to human affairs yeah. right yeah right yeah almost like the, they have a higher thought that they, they their thoughts are higher than yeah. humans Al- almost that's that that's the feeling i got i don't know i just thought that was um a cool piece of her universe you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i kind of wasn't expecting i don't know why i wasn't expecting like a whole nother race to appear kind of toward the end of the book but uh yeah i don't know, it just kind of caught me off guard i thought it was cool but no, uh, I thought the twist was was pretty good. Uh, I definitely thought I, I, I was kind of, you know, the author wants you to think that, and you're going to have to help me with his name. What's the teacher that um, Snape. seems bad? Snape, yeah. Isn't there two of them, though? There's Snape and there's someone else. Well, there's Filch, who's the caretaker yeah. that the students don't like. Okay, okay. But yeah, I think Snape, Snape is the one who um, supposedly made his... Uh, his his broom go haywire right while playing Fidditch, and who and who got cut on the leg right trying to mm-hmm. go into the by uh, yeah trying yeah, to go yeah. into the trap door yeah she's good at setting up like the red herrings and stuff and making you think yeah. one thing and 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 I'll say this like like obviously I I know that the author while I was reading I know the author wanted me to think right. that he was bad right. but I just didn't I I didn't I wasn't trying to figure out like. You know who was right. the baddie? But also, oh, well, okay. But also, okay. when oh, wait, wait, you're ten, I, I what'd you say? But when you're ten, you know, and you're not as exposed to those kind of tropes and things. Yeah, you're not like expecting a twist the same way an adult reading a book yeah, might be okay. expecting a twist. Yep, yep, yep. That's all true. Um, I'll say this: uh, for a moment, I did kind of try and guess a, at least a plot point, and that I thought, whoa, could could. Uh, Hagrid actually be bad? I thought for a moment, okay. for like half a chapter, maybe. Okay. In, I'm going to tell you this story. In fifth grade, <laughs> our teacher was reading this book to the class, and that's how I first read it, was in fifth grade, our teacher read it to us. And I think that really? I, yeah. Wow. I think that I missed the first, I think I must have been absent when she read like the first chapter or something, when you kind of see Hagrid at the beginning with Dumbledore yep. and McGonagall. And so we're reading the chapter where Harry meets Hagrid and Hagrid's like explaining Voldemort. And our teacher at the end, she like asks us to raise our hand and make predictions. And I totally raised my hand and I said, I think Hagrid's Voldemort. (laughs) (laughs) No way. And she was like, I don't think so. (laughs) So to hear you say that validates 10 year old me just a little bit. Dude. Yeah. I don't remember which, I don't remember which part I've thought that it might've been when he was, I don't know. There's that whole scene where he gets the dragon, and I was thinking, I don't know, was he doing something sly oh. at the at the pub? Mm-hmm. Or I don't, I don't remember exactly. But or maybe it was when he was defending um, 
Snape so much, right? Yeah. I think Harry came to him one time and said, like, hey, Snape's bad. And he's like, Snape? No way. And I was like, uh. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so, Tony, the movies. Yeah. Are the movies accepted by the Harry Potter fan base? Overall, I would say yes. I don't like them. Really? Yeah. Do you think I should not watch the first one? I think you should. I don't... Um, see, I don't know. I think you should if you want to. <laughs> I, if you don't want well, to, I wouldn't say that you have to. I don't know how you are about this, but personally, I feel like watching a movie after I've read a book, it does erase some of my yes. memories that I formed. Yeah. Yes. I actually so, like listened to a bunch of the book today because I know that I have a lot of movie memories and not book memories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So are there a lot of differences? Not in the first two movies, but there are some. And then like as the series goes on, just very different. Okay. I'll be honest. I, I, I had some desire to watch it right after I listened to it. That's kind of fading. It's been it's been <laughs> like a month or so since I listened to it, and that desire is kind of fading. I, I might get around to it. I don't know. Maybe I'll like watch it on a long trip or something, you know? Sure. Airplane movie. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, one thing I do like about having read this book is I feel like I'm in the know now with a lot of like pop culture, uh-huh. <laughs> which I, you know, I feel like I had, I had heard all the words before. <laughs> okay. But I didn't know exactly what they meant. Yeah. Um, and uh, one thing, and I don't even, I don't even know if this like is actually a nod to Harry Potter, but <laughs> did you know, Tony, did you know that California is getting a bunch of Dutch bros? I knew there's the Dutch Bros in Chico, or okay, just outside like, of Chico. There's Dutch Bros in like Modesto and Turlock now. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Dutch Bros, for our listeners that might not know, is I mean, would you call it like a Pacific Northwest uh, coffee shop? Uh, I don't know where it originated. I know there's tons here in Eugene. Actually, I know exactly where it originated. Do you get this? Get this, Tony. Do you know of a little place called? What's it called? Grants Pass? Oh, yeah. Or something like oh, that? Oh, I did know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It originated in Grants Pass, of all places. That's in Oregon. Yep. I know you know that, Tony. Yep. Because you are living in Oregon. Yep. Um, but yeah. So anyway, this coffee shop, uh, <laughs> it's it's so funny because my family thinks it's like the greatest thing ever because they have like sh- like shakes and I I don't know. I, I think it's a cheap coffee. Like, what do you think of of I've Dutch only bros? had it like twice. I, I just it's go to just Starbucks. Like, yeah, I mean, it's nothing special. Okay, <laughs> anyway, they're into it. Anyway, one of the shakes um, is called Unicorn Blood. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it has nothing to do with Harry Potter, but um, when I read that, you know, I wouldn't have thought of Harry Potter had I not listened to Harry right, Potter. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, and anyway, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot more uh, pop culture references from it. Okay, we're going to talk about one more book one more author yes before this episode is over uh you know i've been thinking what am i going to call this episode i mean i've got to call it harry potter right but 
Am I also going to add the second book to the title? Probably not. But I really want people to know that we talked about it. So I don't know, Tony. These are the things that I struggle with. Don't know uh, what to tell you. <laughs> we both read <laughs> We both read a story called The Star by Arthur C. Clarke. Yep. And I think we should go full spoiler. Okay. Okay, I think if you guys have not read this book, if our, if my listeners have not read this book, it's not a book. It's like a short story, and it is a very short story. Like four pages. It is a four-page PDF, which I don't know why it's available for free online. Um, but what you it's like if you just search "The Star" by Arthur C. Clarke, you get this university page that shows up, and they have the PDF for free. And I, by all by you know, by all accounts, it's not illegal to read it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I highly recommend you do that before listening to this last segment. Just Google or DuckDuckGo if that's your preference. The Star by Arthur C. Clarke. Read it really quick and then come back and listen to this. And Tony. Yep. What did you think about this uh, short story? I loved it. I thought it was great. Why did you love it? Why did you think it was great? Okay. I wrote some stuff down, notes. actually. Let's hear notes. the notes. Okay, so love reasons it. I liked it. Hey, <laughs> I like um, Clark's writing style a lot. I think he's very poetic, but it's like not overcomplicated. He, he, he certainly has a way with words, and I actually wouldn't blame someone for not liking it because it's actually, it's kind of like a very precise, he talks very... He writes very precisely, I feel like. Sometimes it feels, I don't think so in this story, but in other things that I've read, sometimes it feels just like very 50s, just like very yes. like old-timey dialogue, like Twilight Zone style yeah, dialogue, you know I what I mean? Yeah, I see that. Yep, yep, um, yep. But I didn't feel that in this story. He, he um, I, I think, I did you say he, is, he writes like poetic? Yeah, it, I mean, it's... Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I agree. It's it's poetic, and but at the same time, I feel like purple. it's purple. It's not purple prose. Have you heard that? What's purple prose? No, it's like f- overly flowery. If someone describes something as purple prose, it's just like too much. I kind of, sort of, might disagree with that a little bit. I don't know, because because I I don't know what I'm trying to describe is like he uses big words. Okay, they're not always poetic words, but he often uses poetic words like he's very descriptive. He's got a big vocabulary and he's very smart. And mm-hmm. those things kind of influence his writing. He writes very smartly. I'll put it that way. But I does, still does think that, it's you... accessible. Yeah, I, I agree. But I think it's in an accessible way, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yes, it does. And I agree with that, too. And I just said smartly, which is my least favorite word. I should have said intelligently. Not the record show. Smartly's better. I meant, no, I meant to say intelligently. <laughs> okay. We have um, it recorded that you said smartly. <laughs> well, I can edit that out if I want Yes. Okay. So writing style. You like his writing style. I like his writing style too. Sometimes it wears on me, but um, I, in general, I do really like his writing style as well. Okay. Go on. Okay. What else did you like? Um, I thought the reveal was cool. Like, oh, Obviously, you know, something's coming and some people might find it predictable, but I, I didn't predict it. 
Okay, I didn't predict it either, Tony. And I read it again, obviously. I've read it like, okay, I haven't read it 20 or 30 times like you and uh, a certain Then Harry what Potter are you book. even doing, Josh? <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've read it probably like five times. First time I read it was for a creative, was it creative? It's either, it's funny what I'm about to say, but because it seems contradictory, but it was either a creative or a technical writing class. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it was one of the reading assignments. And anyway, um, uh, anyway, I, obviously I know what's going to happen again when I read it this time again, la last night I read it, but he, it's like, I thought about the ending at the beginning, like I know what's coming, but then the stuff that he writes in the middle made me kind of forget again about the reveal. He got me so involved in like this civilization thinking about this world that he's creating. You know what I mean? Yeah. That it's not, I didn't forget about it, but it's just, it was as enjoyable reading it. Yeah, again. Yeah. I reread it today. And, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 that is, that is one of the best reveals ever. And since we're going to just spoil everything, um, essentially well actually hey should we give like a synopsis of it um sure okay i'll, I'll, I'll give it a synopsis of it just because i i don't know i just like i just like okay. giving synopses break it down <laughs> for us so a jesuit priest is the chief astronomer on this mission to go to this nebula Okay, so they've been traveling at light speed or whatever, near light speed for, for years and years. I don't know how many years. To go to this nebula to just see what it's all about, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> when they get there, they didn't expect to find any planets. Right. But they do. They find out that this is actually a supernova star, Right. Well, this is a super a star that went supernova. They knew ahead of time that the star was supernova. Okay, but they didn't know when it exploded. They didn't know when. They just knew that it. Yeah. And they didn't think there would be any planets there. Yeah, and so they were surprised that they did find a planet, and this planet was out in like the orbit of where like Pluto would be. Mm -hmm. So there's like there's no way people lived on this planet. It's impossible. It can't harbor life. They find this magnetic. Um, anomaly which is kind of funny because this was actually written i looked it up in 67 and 2001 mm -hmm. was written i think like 68 69 wasn't it um i have it right here it was i love that book you have the cover of that book is awesome 68 okay so this so literally a year before and you know who knows maybe he was writing this book for a year or so before i don't know anyway it has basically tma1 right in this yeah. book tycho magnetic anomaly um which leads them to a monolith right yeah like a it's like a melted down the like remains of a monolith yeah yeah uh so that's just an interesting um connect connection there um and this monolith has a vault uh, it's essentially got a bunch of recordings and just uh what do you call that like a time capsule of this yeah. of, all, of what all everything this civilization was about that they found out apparently there was a planet near the star that that hosted a civilization and obviously they were completely wiped out and this jesuit priest is struggling with faith the whole the whole story because at the very end the big reveal now that they're in situ they can 
date very precisely when this supernova exp- uh, when this star went supernova, and it was what one BC zero BC. Yeah, it was the uh, star that we <laughs> sing Christmas carols about. Exactly, the star of over Bethlehem. Um, and so basically, it, he's struggling this whole time with how could you just wipe out this whole civilization just to give the three (laughs) wise men, (laughs) you know, just to lead the three wise men to Christ or something. (laughs) And so really it's about uh, losing faith, you know? Yeah. Yep. And man, that reveal at the end is so good. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, so my my third thing was speaking of losing faith was that like I could relate to it in a very tangible way because you know I've kind of had that like everything crumbling around you yeah experience yeah totally totally uh, the whole kind of like life changing event um, I'm right there with you Tony uh, this like speaks to my heart man it's I, and and I kind of wonder like if it's impactful to non-religious people you know what i mean i think religious people would not like it (laughs) yeah well yeah yeah no i think you're right but i don't know i I don't know if it would speak to an like non-religious person the same way it speaks to someone who has lost faith yeah yep 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 uh that is curious maybe uh maybe someone will read this on twitter reply to me on twitter everyone at wet josh let me know what you guys think of uh the star by Arthur C. Clarke. Um, I'll say this about, okay, wait, you got, do you have more notes? Those are my three reasons I liked it and I don't have any reasons I didn't like it. I feel like it was flawless. Okay. Here's a, okay. Here's a, um, I'll be the contrarian. Here is something I think was a little, uh, I don't think unbelievable is the right word, but look, when you present an argument to Joshua Wettenkamp, okay, I want to hear both sides. All right. Yeah. I don't. I don't dismiss arguments immediately because I believe one thing. Okay. Okay. If you want to convince me of something, you have to present to me both sides. This is why you are a Ravenclaw. Okay, okay, apparently (laughs) that's a Ravenclaw. Okay, and what I'm trying to say is, look, obviously, Arthur C. Clarke is not a religious, was not a religious person. It's very clear to me. I didn't look this up. It's just very clear to me that he wasn't, okay? (laughs) Um, I'm reading another book, and maybe we'll get into it after this, but uh, where this, it's very clear to me as well. But you and I, we both used to be religious people. Mm-hmm. And so we know the arguments for why someone could experience what this Jesuit priest experienced and still believe in Christ or still believe Christ is perfect. You know, God is perfect yeah. and that You know, it's what interesting he did was right. partway through he talks about how um I have notes. What did I put? Oh, he like specifically says like he just questions like why did they get wiped out? We could have learned from them and this is before like the story tells us what the supernova actually was. Uh-huh. And so it just sounds like he's questioning like why would God just destroy these people? And at that point I was like is this it? Like is this the you know whatever and um Yeah. 
And I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) Oh, then he goes on and and I was like, no, a religious person would like rationalize that. And then he goes on and like rationalizes it. And I was like, oh, he knows exactly, like Clark knows exactly what's up. So, so he, so they, wait, uh, how does, how does he rationalize it? He just starts talking about, um, he says, God has no need to justify his actions to man. Yes. He who built the universe can destroy it when he chooses. And he says, it's like pretty much blasphemy to say what God can and can't do. And I was like, that is exactly what a religious person would do. Yes, you and Arthur C. Clarke are right. That is exactly what a religious person would say. I, I guess what I'm saying is I wanted a little bit more. Like, I don't know. Look, I thought this this was a five out of five, for sure. Five out of five, definitely. This this story has, like, impacted my life in a significant way. I'm just trying to, like, find – I'm just trying to pick out little yeah, yeah. anything I can. Uh, but, yeah, I just – I feel like maybe he could have given a, given a little bit better argument for the counter, I guess, is all I'm saying. But man, this book, this uh, story was good. So good. So good. I absolutely love it. A plus. Yeah. So there we have it. Uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone mm-hmm. is the book I read, listened to, consumed. And uh, the star by Arthur C. Clarke. And there you have it. There it is. So you're going to go to Pottermore now? You want me to do that right now? Yeah, let's do it right now. You have to create an account. Potter. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. It's how it works. Pottermore.com. If I get emails from this. Oh, you will. You have to opt out, opt out, opt out. Oh, my God. Discover your house. This is what you want me to do, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Here we go, Tony. Choose one to continue. Moon or stars? Tony. I know what. Do you know what? Yes. Do you know what my very first words were as a child? I know. (laughs) Okay. Moon. Given a choice, would you rather invent a potion that would guarantee you glory, love, power, wisdom? Nah, see, you're, you're all in my head now, Tony. I'm, I'm thinking, sorry. like, what does Tony think I'm going to choose? No, I don't. No, just pick what comes to you. Uh, if you were attending Hogwarts, which pet would you choose to take with you? A kitty cat? or an owl a kitty cat of course well now it's asking me of colors of cats which it better be a black one I would choose my little popo black cat popo want a black cat so bad a muggle confronts you and says that they are sure you are a witch or wizard if you could have any power, which would you choose? Look at me. I'm power hungry and I just want super strength. Who even are you? Four boxes are placed before you. Which would you try and open? Um, I want this mysterious rune. 
Okay, uh, heads or tails? Choose one to continue. Heads or tails? Here we go, Tony. The sorting hat is ready to make its decision. Do you have any guesses before I click continue? Either going to be Ravenclaw or Slytherin. (laughs) It's those power ones I chose. Power and strength. (laughs) All right, let's see. Slytherin. (laughs) Nice. Look. Look, that first question was the hardest one. That was the one where I chose power, right? Yeah. I'm a Slytherin. Pride, ambition, cunning. You probably know that some Slytherin's most renowned members include Servus 